God, I hate when I forget to do that. Shit. Okay. It'll be a long show if we all just sit here quietly. It will, probably. Okay. Stretch goal. <laughs> what, what do you mean, stretch goal? See how long we can go. Quiet. The silent Twitch stream. Yeah. I think that's only going to work if we have cameras on, and I, I don't want to turn the camera on. I'm... I, I tell you, it makes me kind of mad. I go to DeviantArt because there's still a few artists I follow there. Yeah. And like the stuff that gets posted every day is that generic look AI generated anime character. Hmm. And when the people upload like 12 of them in a day and I'm like, yeah, you drew that. Like, come on. This is an art, you know, slash pornography uh, <laughs> site. At least, at least make, make it yourself. Point. Make it yeah. yourself. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I, I went through. I mean, I had liked some of the stuff, uh, but I realized, oh, that's just AI shit. I will uh, purge this from my. Freaking uh, favorites because I really don't want them encouraged. Uh, I, so I was reading about a, an implementation of AI, and it's the first one that I have read about where I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. Uh, and I where they become our new leaders. What? Where they become our new leaders? No. Uh, no, they. Uh, some enterprising uh enterprising gamer gaming nerds like us somewhere out there uh integrated uh like the the D&D &D rule set into into an implementation of chat gpt oh that would be kind of cool and uh you can use it the, the you can use it to uh, randomly generate content uh, if you provide it with some parameters. That's pretty cool, actually. Oh, like a AI module generator? Yes, uh, and uh, there there are some implementations where it can almost DM. Hmm. Which it is. It, yeah, it's not. It's not I, I would. That would be. Especially our game, there's no way it could DM our game. No, we're but too, we're it, too fucking random. But if you were giving it like a a like a pre-done module with you know a limited a limited options on paths, yeah, we're we're paying we're playing uh, strict rules, no right. no uh, unearthed arcana characters, all that shit. Yeah, it's, right, because that would have to be coded in. Yeah. So. But yeah, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, it, it was just something I was looking for for the 
because I was like, I I had seen something about it, and I was like, oh, that's fascinating. Uh, and I wonder if uh, I wonder if I could make use of this in the current adventure. Uh, well, people are white writing uh, fiction novels with it. Why can't it write an adventure? They're not writing good fiction novels with it, and that's the only thing I can take comfort in. Well, here's here's the thing that I was thinking. If there's someone like me who would like to write a story, but I don't know how to start. If I plugged in all my parameters and let it write something, and then I went through and shifted stuff around, rewrote stuff, gave me that jumping off point, would I still be able to claim I wrote it? Uh... Hmm. At, oh. what, at what at what percentage of change post AI generation is it, you know, now that's just a tool, basically. It's it, it, like running it through those gr grammar check things, you know, and it changes all that stuff. I mean, granted, this is worlds beyond that, but... I, I, conceptually, it's not... It did, like, at its core, it's not that different. I mean, fuck, that's the that's that's not wildly different from the shit that I use to get our our stuff readable. Yeah, yeah. Like that. I mean, that is a far more dumbed down version of it. But yeah, I mean, I, I would seriously use that to. Okay, here's my story points because usually I have like everything I want to happen in here. I just need the connective tissue to go from A to B, and right. I don't know how to write that. And, you know, I can't really work with someone else because they would have to be able to read my handwriting or interpret my spelling, you know, which is it's sometimes its own language. So when, when did you want to get started? Get started what? I, I absolutely would work with you. I don't... Oh, I've given you uh, in the past. Uh, I know, ideas. and I, I, you've also given me notes as well that I have read. I can read your handwriting. You forget, sir. I worked for attorneys, and <laughs> they write shitty on purpose. Uh, I can, I can read most anybody's handwriting. Fuck, I have to read my own. It's real bad. So I'm, I am only too happy to. Uh, to work uh, with you i uh i mean the honestly the one that we both uh lay claim to is the uh uh let or give my soul to sunder these items story yeah that's true and I we mean, have we've already talked about wanting to we, work work on that so we have both uh have uh intimate claim to that and I, th I think that's a tale we can do justice. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I've already thought about some of the, like, because it was pretty linear in the in the adventure. So there had to be a few extra things there. But we can come up with, I think, some relatively fitting embellishments. Because so some, si some side tracks. Yeah. I mean, all it needs. And uh, you, between the two of us, we have enough of a... Uh, nostalgia tinged recollection of the various characters involved yeah the story i have 
envisioned, like if I was going to tell the story, it was from Nietzsche's eyes. Yes. Jeff's chaos mage. And I thought that was a fascinating take. Because she has no stake in it until the very end when she's just there to watch shit blow up. She chose violence that morning, yes. Yes. She chose world ending. She wanted to see a kingdom fall, or at least a castle. Very true. Uh, she was the best in all of us. Yep. And didn't she turn one of us to stone as she flew away? Yeah. Uh... Was it you or me? Oh, I know I was running it. Couldn't have been me. I don't think I had a character. No, it was your, I think it was your brother. Brian? Okay. And uh, I think Chris's was... character lost his arm. I, yeah, I, I, think, I think that was his, the, I think his last fuck you was turning him to stone. Yeah. Because he was kind of a poison pill, that whole game. I don't remember what the fuck he was playing. That whole game? Was that, was that his, it, I, I feel like it was like a monk or a barbarian. Um, I know he had the monk that I cast continual flame on his head. I thought that was funny. So it's basically, he was a bald monk and he had flame for hair. He and, looked like Goku. And that was probably his most complex character. Yeah. But you were playing, a, a, I believe, a druid. Yes. And he was uh, Grok. The cleric of Moradin. Cleric of Moradin. Uh, Chris was Gutho, the human fighter. Jeff was Nietzsche, a human mage. And then we had a smattering of other party members there. Uh, yeah. That would not be hard to uh, assemble. If we even were... the, if I can't detail, remember, I have a feeling of how it went. I I mean I I think a, a delightful part of the story will be uh, <clears throat> you know the party taking turns dragging the wagon with the sleeping ranger. Right, fucking Jack's sleeping ranger. Narcoleptic so this... ranger that only woke up for fighting and rolled nothing but crits. I remember you talking about that character. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Well, okay, so we talked about that character because that character imitated life. Now, you know this, but it's uh, it's funny, at least, maybe, uh, because, I don't know, he was, what, 12, 13 at the time? Uh, 11, 10, 10 or 11, I think. Okay. And it's like two or three in the morning. Like he was good till about, well, not good. It was he was about midnight. Yeah. yeah. He, he was, he was slowing down. And then by one, he was like, he was passed out on the floor, uh, with like, through his all our bullshit role playing back yeah. and forth you know, with, yeah. uh, with like a backpack as a pillow and he was just out. Uh, but if we got into a fight, his dad would like kick, would just like nudge him with his leg, be like, Jack, get up, roll initiative. Uh, and so he'd get up, roll initiative. He'd beat the shit out of everything. And then he'd lay back down and go to sleep again. <clears throat> yeah. That would be an excellent, yeah. We, we 
couldn't leave that character out. That's just ridiculous. You know, the, the, the speakers get into trouble and they're like, yeah. And we just back up to this cart and we're like slapping at this pile of, uh, of dirty burlap. And like, Hey, 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 what, what in this fucking beast of a ranger stands up out of the cart and just, what? What am I killing? They just and people are like, no, no, you guys are good, fine, fine, whatever, and they leave us alone. And then, yeah, where he just fucking goes ham. Yeah, it's good times. Just covered in scars, just just brute of a ranger. I think he was strength based dual wielding. I think so, and. Probably for some reason he had two long swords. I mean, it was just, yeah, whatever, Jack. Yeah, you go. I, I I just remember it was insane. He would attack, and his attack was just like so many swings. I, I think uh, Gutho ended up with the girdle the of the armor, which was a basically a uh, girdle of giant strength, and he had. Somebody else had the gauntlets. I think it was Jack who had the gauntlets, which gauntlets of ogre power, basically. But they had this other enchantment of all three pieces were brought together. And basically, Gutho stole the gauntlets during the night, ran off with Nietzsche, and Nietzsche used the two to lead her to the helm, right? Yes. And then that's where shit happened. Because she just said, okay, and put it on his head and stood back and watched what happened. Hilarity ensued. By hilarity, Godzilla attacking Tokyo. Let them fight. Very much. Okay. I I will write the the opening scene that I had in my mind of Nietzsche waking up with some asshole and leaving him to foot the bill in the end. Oh, I... As she's summoned by the King's Guard and tries to run away from them. Because wasn't it the king that sent us on the mission? I believe so. To and it wasn't to find these items. It was to find out why the lizard folk in the swamp beyond, you know, the plains that the farmland that uh, borders both sides of the river are, why are they all uppity now? Yeah, our work was ultimately tangential to Everything that was going on is so weird. But back to the original uh, idea. I mean, I would take all those points I just mentioned. You know, list of characters, their who they are, motivation, and I don't know how this AI writing program works. But in my mind, I would just list all those things, put them in there, and say go, and it would put them in order 
I tell it where I want to start and where I want to end. And it would come out with some kind of webbing of those things connected. And I would just read through it, make changes, read through it, make changes, read through it, make, until everything basically turned where I wanted it to turn. I think I just invented the future of fantasy novels. I mean, essentially what you're describing is what that one author that you guys talk about all the time does with his legion of children ghostwriters. Oh, James Patterson? Is that the guy? Yeah, <laughs> the, the Alex Cross author guy. Whatever. Yeah, he just has legal pads with outlines written on them, and just when he gets far enough or he has all the questions answered, he passes it off for them to fill in the blanks. Yeah. I mean, it's he's he's basically got a fiction factory. Well, I mean, you know, he makes fucking shitload. I watched the, uh, I think it was on Netflix, maybe Amazon, the uh, Judy Bloom documentary. Did was, know they made one. Uh, it's, it's like an hour long special interview with her and, you know, talks about her career and, you know, all the speed bumps and there's fans and other authors talking about how her work and her books influenced her, them as uh, children and now as adults but uh, it got me thinking like okay she's this powerful uh popular i know who judy bloom is what is judy bloom worth and i just thought it was kind of weird that she was only worth five, five million yeah i'm like geez but then you think well there aren't really any super fudge movies Right. Yeah, you know, the, the, the Twilight chick who can who needs some kind of AI writing tool. Um, yeah. She's worth like thirty million because they made those movies. Right. Well, they just made a Judy Blue movie. They did? Like based yeah. on one of her books? Yeah, the Are You There God It's Me Margaret? Oh, they made that into a book, a movie. I didn't know that. Yeah, in the last like three, four months, that came out. Yeah, oh. so that that number probably went up. Well, she's dead now, so. Well, Judy Bloom is. is she I dead? thought so. I don't, I don't think she was dead. I don't think she's that old. They had quotes from her. She's like in her. Uh, she's like in her eighties. She's born in. She's eighty-five years old. She was born. Yeah. Yeah. 38. She's not dead. Huh. Definitely thought she was dead. She has like 22 novels. Yeah. Or stories. I don't know if you call them novels when they're like 200 pages and they're, she, they were basically crediting, crediting her with uh, starting the YA genre. Yeah, I can they, see that. But yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting, especially all the 
stuff she wrote about that was like that kids really wanted to hear or needed to hear or needed to know was okay. Yeah. I mean, are you there? God is me, Margaret. Very, you know, prime example, uh, that she got so much crap about and had to, uh, really fight to get some of them published. I thought that was interesting. Pretty cool shit. And then last night I was, I was joking with uh, Brad at work. And I'm like, I guess I'm in my fifties because I was watching some documentary about World War II. So it's that time of my life. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it was a documentary about five uh, directors. Uh, Ford, Houston, Capra, all those like really prime of their career directors in Hollywood. Oh, uh, I gotta go take care of something, guys. I'll be back. At the start of uh, World War II, basically answering the gauntlet that was thrown down by Hitler with his propaganda machine. Yeah, they're like, we need somebody, you know, doing this for our side. And that was the solution to send these five guys, basically enlist them. They created their own regiments of uh, filmmakers. And, you know, the products, they talked about all the movies they made and, uh, you know, which ones were well-received, which ones were, you know, Look down on why, but I didn't get to watch it all. That was had to go to bed last night. But it was pretty interesting. But I, I I'm willing to watch anything like that as long as it's like talking about a creative, you know, like somebody that's making something. Like show me their process. Show me the hurdles they had. Yeah. Yeah, it's always weird when you see like the late World War II stuff where it's colorized. Yeah, a lot. Uh, some of this was black and white, but then a lot of it was colorized. And then after the fall of Germany or the surrender of Germany, they, the one guy, they found the one concentration camp and they started, they were filming. And then basically he just said, I'm done filming a movie right now. I'm filming evidence. Yeah. And then basically a hundred percent of his footage was used at Nuremberg. Hmm. Just really, I don't know, just big time, right moment. And then some of the criticism they had, uh, one guy shot the Memphis Bell story about their fifth, that crew's fifth mission. They come back, they all get to go home. You know, this is the, this is the goal. And he put all these cameras in it. It was showing all this stuff. And one B-17, it got hit and it's like spiraling down. And like, it's like slowly turning and falling. 
and you see one shoot come out, you see another shoot or another guy come out, and they're like, come on, guys, come on, get out of there, get out of there. And then it just, you know, it keeps going down and no one else is jumping out. The government's like, you shouldn't be showing that. That that makes us look weak. No, that makes it look like you're fighting a fucking war. Yeah. And then the escort fighters that are there to basically run interference and fight off any pursuers, uh, the government didn't want them showing them doing evasive maneuvers because it looked like they were scared. Like, huh? The fuck macho shit is this? Yeah. That was just like the dumbest comment I heard in the whole documentary. It was set. Yeah, talk about stuff during the World War in the 40s. Everything was a lot different. Some weird shit. But I think I've talked enough, and somebody said something about conspiracy theories. So, well, I was going to wait for Bookman to get back. I, I will just say that I am also a very old person and have spent all week listening to World War II podcasts somehow. So <laughs> so it's just, it's just hitting you younger than me, huh? Um. I don't know, I guess. The one podcast I follow was talking about atomic bombs, and then I went back to the one guy who does really good long I, history. So one, the one thing I learned from that documentary last night was I didn't realize there were days between Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yes. Sure. Only a few. I, yeah, it was like, bomb, you surrender, and nothing, 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 another bomb. Oh, yeah, now we surrender. I didn't real. I thought they were both dropped the same day. I thought, no. it, but it was it they wasn't. Good. It wasn't even the same day as as the second bomb that like they surrendered. They, yeah, they they were prepping to drop a third bomb. It wouldn't have been ready yet. They had two. They dropped right. the second one to show. Oh, look, we've got a bunch of these, and we could just keep dropping these all day. Yeah, and then a month later, they would have had like seven or eight more. Right. It just kept keep dropping. They had so the first two were ready. The second or the third one was gonna be like six days away. They had narrowed it down. They had like two targets that they were looking at. Uh like these were gonna be the targets to to choose from for the third bomb. And, and probably all depended on weather and troop yeah. movements and stuff, which one it would end up being. Right. Yeah, because uh, like where the fleets were and everything. Nagasaki was not meant to be the target, but it was too cloudy from all the firebombing to get a good target on the other one that they wanted to bomb. So what was the other one? To, um, How lucky were those people, huh? I don't. Well, they were still firebombing that whole city. They just firebombed it so much that they couldn't see enough to drop a bomb on them. Right. So they were still dying. Um, I don't know. It, it had a munitions factory and something else, and they couldn't do it. And apparently by the time the second bomber landed, they had like 30 seconds of fuel, like it sputtered out on the deck. 
that was they held off to the last minute and they're like, well, we got to drop this somewhere. And that's when I went there. Yeah. Oh, in order to have enough fuel to get back. Yeah. Well, wasn't that the case of the uh, that I watch? I remember watching um, uh, Ben Affleck and Pearl Harbor movie. They yeah. they ran that mission and basically they crash landed in Korea or China, China. after afterwards because they could drop the bomb, but they couldn't make it back. Yeah. Or do the bombing run, but they couldn't. Didn't have enough. And they got lucky that that was just a stupid waste. Because if they would have lost one of their carriers uh, screwing around doing that, they would have been just fine. Yeah, that was all. They only had four carriers, and they lost the one in Pearl Harbor, and then they uh, if they would have lost another one. It would have been years before we had another hand. Yeah. Well, the uh, that was all for the headlines. Like seven of them two years later. So you know. Once they rolled out, a bunch of them rolled out, and then nobody had any, so we just kind of steamrolled them. But, yeah, they were talking about everything in that area was the worst place to be in World War II. The Pacific? Yeah, anything in the Pacific Theater was the absolute worst theater to be in because it was just terrible terrain and constantly dying. If there was terrain and you weren't on the high sea. Oh, no, it was, they were always trying to land on some island and take it. And yeah, they were talking so, about thousands of people dying in a patch that's half a central park just because it might have been strategic. So it was big enough to land. They couldn't land their there. boats because there were so many bodies in the water. Oh, for fuck's sake. So if you want to listen to or or read or whatever your your choice of consuming material is, um, find something about John from from I'm sorry John from. Okay. So <clears throat> there's some debate about who John from was. Basically, in these small indigenous Pacific islands in World War II, uh, these cults started to appear. Uh, they, they were oftentimes called cargo or carrier cults because we were landing there and we were these people with this stuff and technology that these indigenous tribes had never seen. So they started worshiping that the indigenous tribes started worshiping these people as gods. Well, anything you don't understand is magic. Right. So there is this one, I guess I, I forget if it's called a cargo or a carrier cult or whatever, but there's one of them that has persisted to this day, and it's about John Fromm. Well, John Fromm, there's some debate if he's a real person or if it's supposed to be John Fromm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to this day, this weird-ish religion exists on this small, tiny island where they worship him as a god. 
kind of kind of funny because he brought this stuff they had never seen. Yes, and they they talk about how you know they expect like they always thought that he was going to be coming back. Well, yeah, I heard that about another guy too. Yeah, he gets us. He gets us. Um, yeah, there was one. Uh, one story, like there were a couple of these, but like Japanese soldiers were told, just keep defending this no matter what. Right. And there was some dude in the 70s that was still making raids on the local village in yep. the island nation. And they had to bring his like former commander from whatever he was doing there and ship him over to that island to tell him the war was over because he wouldn't believe him. He thought it was propaganda. Yep. But he just spent another 30 years just occasionally coming down from the mountains and killing the locals and running back up to live off the land. Kind well, of. you've seen Skull Island, right? The freaking guys, one guy's character him in the... the a Japanese guy crashed on a breach, fought, fought, and ended up uh, living together on this freaking island with this giant ape when they realized, uh, yeah, uh, there's bigger problems. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It was crazy. Jeff's still gone? No, I've been back for a while, but uh, okay. you guys I have... I heard you, but I wasn't sure. You guys have had no problem... Continuing well, I, was, to, I was waiting to talk about uh, the conspiracy theory. The conspiracy theory until you were back. Okay, I am. I am back. Okay, so did you guys know the Titan submersible did not implode? Okay. No, uh, no he's really our president. <laughs> not anybody on it, just the Titan submersible. Yes. Uh, so, on the Titan submersible, there was this Pakistani businessman. Sure. The Pakistani businessman had business dealings with the Ukraine. So the story goes. I don't know. I'm not going to say that I've independently verified this. I'm purely talking about the conspiracy theory. Hey, so the if people want to know the truth, they could do the research. That's right. So the conspiracy theory goes that this Pakistani businessman was uh, critical of Russia because of his dealings in uh, Ukraine. And as retaliation, the Russian government launched their new super secret sub that doesn't carry standard munitions because of course not uh and they exp they they crushed the sub with their new sonic weapon submarine sounds like a good plan right because someone said something bad about them all yes. right. Yeah. Where does James Bond come in? He doesn't. Are you sure? Because that sounds like what happens now that we're in the first act. Like you, you did what happens before the opening credits. 
Okay. So this whole new submarine, uh, the only way that I can kind of like rationalize how this would work in my brain is that the submarine looks like a giant dildo. Because <clears throat> the whole front nose cone of the submarine is in fact the weapon. Russian sub or the Titan? The Russian sub. The All whole right. front, front nose cone of this Russian sub is in fact this sonic pulse cannon. It still looks like the front of a sub. It's still, all, it, everything looks normal about the sub, but apparently the Russians have found a way to generate focused sonic forces through the front nose cone of a submarine. Okay. And sinking this uh, poor bastard and, and everybody else was uh, their way of kind of doing like a test run of this new weapon. And it also got them to, you know, uh, kill one of their enemies in the process. Well, as long as it had a purpose. Yeah, of course, right? Yeah, that seems real expensive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For something that some poison tea could have done. Right. Well, you know, that, I mean, my thought initially when it was like, oh, it's two billionaires and the owner of the company, like, I wouldn't doubt if they would fake it to get out of some legal trouble. But nobody's sending us up that far down to go dick around with a tiny little submersible when they easily could have just blown up the whole boat or killed right. it any other times. Did, did they say at what depth they found the wreckage? I mean, oh, it, it, was, it was on the floor. Yeah, okay. it was, it but was they can't tell like where it where it imploded, like what depth. Um, there are some text messages because they texted back and forth. There are some messages that look to be similar to what it should be. Now they could have been faked, but they don't seem to be um, because originally there was some communication that there was hinted at that went around in the initial circles of people that do this type of shit um, about what was going on and. They basically said that they started to hear crackling, and so they tried to come back up. And when they were trying to come back up, they were coming up real slow because thrusters, some other stuff wasn't working the way it should be, possibly because of the damage. I don't know. But effectively, they tried to surface like they were supposed to. They're aborting it. Yeah. It just, because it didn't like fully, fully, like they pulled out some big pieces. So, right. and they, possible human remains. So it wasn't like it was completely just, you know, obliterated into tiny pieces. Um, but they did, based on these text messages, which look, there were some fakes out there, these ones look authentic. Um, a timeline of things like check it in every 15 minutes. Um, doing good, doing good, here's some crackling, doing whatever, and they're like, okay, we'll protocol, come back to the top, coming back up, and then they just lose contact. 
So that seems to be the most likely. And they ended up finding them right where they expected to find them. So once they got yeah. up, like the submersibles down there, they found them like on the first try. It wasn't crazy. It wasn't like, oh my God, we had to search for days for them. It's like, nope, they went straight down from where we thought they would be. Right. They pulled up wreckage. They had it on a boat. There's photos of it, like getting offloaded in North America. Yeah. Sounds awful convenient. Doesn't it? You mean a cast? Awful. What's convenient for? Now, if you're telling me these people blew up the sub and they weren't on it to get out of some kind of trouble, I would believe that. But once you bring the Russians into it, it seems pretty right. No, no. Yeah, the the whole conspiracy theory revolves around the fact that the Russians wanted this Pakistani businessman dead, so they use this. I just don't think Russia has the money right now to go dick it around with this shit. Right. Not not to invent a new sonic weapon, no. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sure they're working on sonic weapons because the U.S. has been working on sonic weapons for at least the last 20 years. Like, right. I remember in the, before 2010, at some point in there, reading just articles about weapons that they were working on that they were just trying to make small enough to be able to use effectively in battle. It was all this type of shit. Like, this stuff has been in development, but like... To go to the middle of the Atlantic to fire at a tiny little submersible near the Titanic, because if they had shot that and blown it up, then they would have been damaged the Titanic. Because you can't get that concentrated of a blast to just hit that area without just radioing out, like expanding outwards and damaging the Titanic wreck. Right. So it falls apart right there. I don't know if they're, they're they're launching a mission to kill a rival on a pleasure cruise. Do they really care if they're hurting the Titanic wreckage? Uh, yes. Well, but that would show proof that they had done something. Yeah. Oh, I see. I'm not, I'm not saying they were trying to not do damage the Titanic. I'm saying a blast like that would have damaged the Titanic. And when the rovers went down there and saw everything, they would have been like, oh, hey, the Titanic's damaged. And it would have tipped them off that something had happened. Right. And that did not happen. So, plus, even if we knew it and were keeping it quiet, like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem. Can't they just control the video footage? Well, I mean, there's so many things that they would have heard underwater with all the monitoring that they have that, like, somebody somewhere would have leaked this by now. Oh, come on. Not with Russia's new magic sub. Yeah. Right. Everybody. It has, it has yeah. stealth capabilities. Why wouldn't it? Well, I mean... They got stealth sub money right now. It's fine. To be fair, uh, most modern subs are, are fairly... I'm not saying they're super stealthy, but a lot of them are are pretty stealthy. Now, are they like real stealthy or are they stealthy like my son is stealthy? Uh, real stealthy. Okay, because he will declare how stealthy he is and he will make sure that everyone 
in a 200 yard radius is aware as well. Uh -huh. I'm sorry, tell me more about the magic sub, Daddy. Uh, no, that's, that's, that's all I got about it. I don't know. Okay. Well, then we need to add to this because uh, that's that's just interesting enough to build something off of. Is it? I think so. Are you sure? Because it doesn't feel like it. Jesus Christ, this thing keeps getting me. Well, I mean, Dylan's right. They don't have the money. No, they don't. But that's why they're working with Hitler. Obviously. Oh. Obviously. Sure. What? I can't add. I can't add Nazis to this Russia-centric delusion. Does you know? If that's. If that's where we're going with this. I mean, I I assume Hitler and Bin Laden were working together. Gotcha. Wow. I, mean, I can't imagine how much meth he would have gone through in the last 70 years. <laughs> how much? He'd have had his own Walter White. Would he? <laughs> Okay, he'd have had a factory full of Walter Whites. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't believe any of it, but I feel like they could have tried a little harder with their conspiracy if that's what they were going to go with. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What else could we add to that? We don't have to go full Hitler. Okay. We don't have to go full Hitler. Yes. What if Stockton Rush was making it seem like he was so incompetent because he was actually building that Russian super sub on the side? Oh, I like it. Okay, now Maybe. that there you go. Okay. Much better theories. Yeah, no. He faked his desk so he could have to <laughs> Russia and give him the plans and help them. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I, I see where this is going. See, I went the wrong direction, but I told you that that, that was a jumping-off point for insanity. Yeah. Yeah. And that sounds plausible. See? With enough money, anything's possible. True, true. Maybe and, not immortality, but we're not that far off. Uh, I mean, I fully believe that within our lifetime, we're going to, I, I don't want to say immortality, but we're going to see something that boggles the mind in terms of like longevity of life or preservation of consciousness or something. Um, I mean, yeah. I was going to say like the Black Mirror episode, but that was less, that was just AI imitating consciousness. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like you might be able to preserve 
enough of you to do an AI simulation type thing, um, like in that, but I don't know, it'd be hard to tell. Like, I definitely don't think the human body is going to give or get to immortality state because oh god no there's just there's no way no like i don't even think people are going to start living past 100 at a bigger clip that's noticeable just because there's so many cancer causing things in the world now that like you just can't avoid it i mean the people that are living to 100 whatever right now are there because most of that stuff didn't exist for the first half of their life. Right. To the point that it is now. And now, like, every time somebody dies, if you went looking, it's like, oh, look, they were riddled with microplastics and other just random environmental shit. Right. Don't think there's any way that immortality or a 200-year lifespan becomes anything close to possible unless you just live in a secluded area somewhere on your own but with money right but yeah if you want to count ai consciousness or something maybe but I yeah i think there's going to be some sort of preservation of consciousness before you know anything else but problem is the only consciousness they're going to preserve is rich people and well of course because you know the rich people matter What they keep telling us. I mean, uh, did you guys see the, the, I don't want to call it a meme, the infographic I posted in the chat? Um, about profit sharing? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly what the figure, like, compared to other stuff. I, we can talk about it off air, but sure, sure. that just, God, that pissed me off. I'm taking it that's a small percentage of profits type of thing. No, no, it's more more the the lopsided amount between the the total number and what hits the the actual uh, employees. So just the entire sentiment. Yeah, like it's a oh. benefit on paper, but not to anyone. That yeah. Meant it. Yeah. Well, it's basically a tax write-off for the it's a write-off for the company they're making it seem like it wasn't part of compensation already like right this was in lieu of other compensation that we could have offered not in right. addition to and if it was only in addition to then you get paid shit. right ooh so I don't even know how this holds up, but apparently, um, with Johnson, governor, yeah, told a sneaky on the budget because he has like partial veto power where he can just veto like line items and certain other shit. Right. Um, so there was something that they put, he had a bunch of budget items he wanted. They didn't pass any of them because he's a democratic governor with a Republican Congress like you do. Right. Um, so there was something in there that they were like uh, limiting the amount of school funding that could increase every year. And it was like $325 per student per year increase going into next year. 
Oh. Um, or next two years because it's the budget, whatever. Yeah. So he took, you know, it was written as um, 2024-25. He took out the 20 and the dash and just made it for four centuries. Oh. 20, or 25. Because apparently you can just delete partial things out of numbers. And oh. so effectively he get a 400 year bump to the school funding because that's how budgets work. That's, that's pretty funny. That's silly. Kudos to him. Yeah. I mean, they're all going to yell at him, but you can't tell me a Republican would have done the exact same thing if it was for something else. Right. So like, I just enjoy people playing the same side of the game that the other people are playing. Gonna play stupid shit like this, like this is gonna happen. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yep. And also, I saw like I'm not gonna get my hopes up about anything, but um, like Michigan and Arizona and some other Republican parties are dangerously low on funds because yes. all the donors are basically saying like, "Hey, you wasted all our money on stupid lawsuits." the election was rigged when clearly it wasn't rigged and we're not going to give you more money to do stupid shit with because clearly trump's going to get nominated again like i don't see any way it's not trump yeah because i mean he is, he is pulling it 53 percent when everybody in the field is included like usually and and he has 30 and he has the uh um legal experience to drag this on so it'll the indictment won't hold him up accepting the nomination it wouldn't anyway because i don't think there's technically rules against it he can run from prison and then he can pardon himself afterward well i don't know if he can pardon himself but he can temporarily be indisposed and then his vice president can pardon him and then he can get out of prison yeah, there's a lot of shenanigans. And the fact uh, that that is a my, thing and that his supporters will be like, yeah, I'm going to vote for him now because that's a thing is ridiculous. My thing right now <laughs> is that this issue one or on the ballot. Yeah. It's it's the big problem. Yep. Basically Why taking away. He's showing up. She has to vote against it. Taking away uh, any right to effectively have a say in how the government works. Yep. Yeah. Although I did read that the abortion amendment supporters, they need like 440,000 signatures or something. They've got over 700,000. Um, they've got them from all 88 counties, so I don't know if percentages are enough, but you know, it would have been close enough to almost meet the criteria of a new bill anyway. So at least they can't, there's not going to be, because I always fucking hate it when you need 450 and they get 460 and then they worry about, uh, well, these are all invalid and they're like, what, give us extra time. It's like, no. Don't fucking stop collecting until you've got so many that it can't be overcome. Right. There's always going to be a several tens of thousands of 
signatures that are going to get contested or, you know, somebody was drunk and signed their name, hey, would you blow me or something? And hope oh, that's not a valid signature. So yeah, I mean, at least that's going. Let's hope. Oh, America. The but lost like, cause. Yeah. Like the same idiots that are all like, oh, well, the government has too much power will also vote for issue one because the people have too much power. It should be the elected officials because they'll never not like a boot. Yep. I saw some fuckwit in our neighborhood today that had a flag on it that like every stripe was a different color with some stupid bullshit. That was them. Like they had the firefighters, they had the blue line, they had something else, and then they had I mean, it was literally 12 different bands on there. Yay. Like a fucking pride flag of hate. I bet. Well, June's over, so they don't even have to pretend anymore. Nope. Well, this was hanging in their garage. I don't think they ever pretended this was probably full-time just in their garage. Oh, yeah, a lot of idiots, plus all the people watching on fireworks the last couple of days, like... Oh, my God, dude, my dog is fucking just so fucking traumatized right now. I mean, like, I feel bad for the dogs. I'm fucking traumatized. <laughs> like, like, we went to my mother-in-law's for the fireworks, because it seemed okay from her street, and... Her fucking neighbor was just lighting firecrackers and tossing them into the street. Huh. Like, dude, you are in a residential neighborhood. There are no parking spots left on the street because there's so many cars, and he's just throwing them on the sidewalk. Like, all the reminders of why I don't own a gun. Yeah. <sighs> what about that law? The Florida don't even need a per, uh, permit to carry a concealed weapon anymore. You don't know Ohio. Yeah. I could go buy a fucking AK-47 and just walk around with it in Ohio. Well, that's not permit, concealed. Fuck all. I can conceal it, too. I mean, put it in a trench coat. But I can open carry, which is worse than concealed, I would say. But... Yeah, there are no laws. There used to be an old guy that would uh, wander around downtown open carrying. Yeah. Uh, very cowboy-like. Oh. With, like, the holsters and everything? Yeah, like the, yeah. The belt. Uh, the, uh, I don't know, when the local businesses would see him, they'd let the cops know, and he'd get a, uh, a discreet tail. Uh. Or as discreet as Mansfield could manage. 
Yeah, there's not a whole lot of places to hide behind. It's just a car slowly moving next to him. That seems about right. You know who I haven't seen lately? Who? Tony. Antonio Crawford. I think of him. I think of him regularly. I have not seen him in at least two years. It's been longer than that for me. God, he was just a good dude. He was. Maybe he finally migrated south. You know, he's had business there in the winter. He did, yes. Maybe he finally just decided to stay. Not deal with that cold Ohio anymore. Oh, fuck. Bookman, do you play a sorcerer? No. Fuck. I mean, I have one, but I don't play... I, like, I don't really do anything with it. Okay. Why? I... I... Uh... There it is. Okay. Whoo. I, I fucked up and, and couldn't figure out how to open up my enchantment slots again. Oh. Yeah, I could say that would be... But I, I found it. Okay. Yeah, those are supposed to make things real interesting for a sorcerer. Yeah, uh, problem is you need um, Firebolt, apparently, and I'm going to have to level up again before I can do that. Do you just need one point in it? Yeah. That was the thing that I, I, I liked, that you even the most useful skill that you may use constantly, you don't necessarily need to put a bunch of points in. Right. So you have to buy the spells? You don't have them until you... You don't have them until you unlock them. So you played Path of Exile for a little bit, right? Yeah. Just okay. didn't click with me. So the skill tree in D4 is not Path of Exile complex, but it's more like that than what I remember other Diablo games being, if that makes sense. It's got a complexity to it, like old WoW skill trees. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but laid out in a sort of PoE style. You have to spend points to unlock later nodes. So you may end up putting a point into a skill that you won't equip or use. Yeah. Uh, just because you need a, uh, a point at a specific level to unlock 
something further down. Yeah. Or in my case, uh, I'm just dumping all of my points into uh, Arc Slash because Lightning, no matter what you do, Lightning seems to be the way to go to level. As a sorcerer? Yeah. Probably. So. <sighs> what made you pick sorcerer? Uh, my buddy at work said that I would find a sorcerer to be my jam. By meaning challenging or? Uh, challenging and in-game play style. Apparently, uh, properly backed, uh, sorcerers just, like, pop into a crowd, AoE, everything dies. He said it's the most like a WoW Paladin from, from the heydays of WoW Paladins. Well, he knew how to get your attention. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's, uh, it's something. So far, uh, glad I didn't choose hardcore to start. Uh, the first boss fight fucking wrecked me. I actually had to go back to town and repair my gear. And then the, uh, mission to get the uh enchantment slot stuff um also i don't want to say it wrecked me as bad but man it was pretty rough i think that is supposed to be challenging the class specific ones yeah um i'm also apparently like under leveled my buddy was like dude you should totally like just Go do some shit to get some levels because you you are clearly not high enough level to do this shit. Oh, cool. You should have plenty of potions. Just pop one and get some extra XP. Potions? Uh, consumables. Oh, I'll have to look in that tab. I'm sure there's some that up your experience gain. All of them give you a 5% XP boost oh. and something else. Okay. I, when, when I'm done with this exorcism side quest, I will, I will check. <laughs> what was that thing in another game we were playing where Chad was playing... And it was like really hard for him, and it was because he was not doing the thing. Every was it Wonderlands? It was Wonderlands. Yeah. yeah. What what was it? I, I was don't... doing all the hard things in the chaos chambers. Oh I... right, yeah. I'm like yeah, you don't have to do that, dude. <laughs> you just I, yourself, huh? I never saw a hard modifier in a chaos chamber that I didn't click. Yeah, that would definitely burn me out of. What was that? Did you think there was something better if you took the hard ones? 
I, it always said more loot. I'm like, well, I need more loot and more shit because my gear sucks. And then that just creates a cycle of cycle of sadness because you're making it so fucking difficult that you can't progress. So it makes it look like your gear sucks even more. Right. Yeah. So let's see. You said the consumables. Yeah. I have two weak iron elixirs. Okay. Um. What level what are you? Armor by 50, thorns by 25, and experience for 30 minutes. Okay, so uh, the guy that makes your healing potions stronger. Yeah. You can brew potions there. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. I didn't learn that until after I had already completed the storyline. Gotcha. Gotcha. Are those guys in every town, or are they just... Uh, they are not in every... The, the, the apothecary is not in every town, uh, but they, there are, they're in major cities. Okay. Is there a way to... Can you not make your character bigger than that? That sucks. <clears throat> I actually kind of like the way my character looks right now. Well, don't get attached because that gear will all change. Uh, uh, if you do it right, you can kind of keep the same look. Yeah. Once you unlock it. Yeah, once you unlock all the transmogs, uh, I'm going for this very undead king in yellow look because I unlocked a halfway decent looking outfit. Though I don't like this helmet that I got right now because it hides my glorious beautiful face but... uh you can turn helmet off there is a Ooh. yeah there is a setting for that it's a blizzard cave why won't there be the setting for that yeah it's padme yeah yeah this this helmet is is something else but Looks like so, a pigeon's taking a shit on your face. Right. <laughs> Usually you have to pay more for that. <laughs> so should I bother cutting any of these shitty gems I have? Um, early on, I was combining some of them to get the, like the next tier up. Okay. Because it was useful. Uh, but then there came a point where I think I've got hundreds of some colors. Because huh. okay. I, I, only, I only find myself using white and green. Okay. The, yeah, diamonds and emeralds. Uh, diamonds in all my jewelry and weapons, and then uh, emeralds and everything else. Is emeralds dexterity and diamonds intelligence? Uh, emeralds is thorn damage when it's in your armor. Okay. Uh, and my minions pick up a portion of my thorns, so it's extra. It's extra damage from everybody. Uh, in in my little posse, uh, and then the uh. 
um, the diamonds in the jewelry, they put a flat 6% at the level I can get them at, 6% resistance to all elements. And I've got that in three different pieces of gear. Uh, so it's a nice little bit of protection. And then in my web from my weapons, the diamonds as there. A, as an added bonus, they don't stack. <laughs> so oh, that would be funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then from my weapons, I've got two diamonds there that are giving me uh, an extra 11% each to ultimate skill damage. Okay. And then I've got a thing that makes it so my ultimate skill... Or wait, I don't think I have that equipped anymore. No. Ultimate skill? Yes, it's they're like way down the tree. They're like uh, superpower. They are superpower. Overwatch? Um, no, but I mean, they're super powerful abilities. Like my big... The big one that I'm using is called Bone Storm. And it... Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> It is very paladin-like. It it conjures up just this uh, this swirling wind of AOE that surrounds me, uh, and it'll it owns it, everything else. Yeah, it can. Uh, I've got it set up so that it's it's also doing shadow damage in addition to the normal damage it was doing up front, and then it'll eat a bunch of corpses that are around me to increase its duration because ultimate skills are really good. Yeah, I don't you have pick like one. Hey, I found how you uh you update your look. Cool. I like this better. The other thing it was nice, which I didn't I don't remember if this was like in the other ones it's been a while, but like when I started my second character, they already had a higher max potions. Like you don't have to go get all that again. Yeah, uh, those are the renown bonuses. Okay, I, I don't know if that was always like that in the other diablos. Uh, I it was. It, I don't believe it was. Okay. Uh, I Theo got super impressed because I found a helmet that made it so, or maybe it wasn't a helmet, but it made it so I could equip. Uh, three, four more potions. Ooh. So I had thir you up to? 13. 13. Is 10 normal cap? Uh, nine. Oh, okay. Wait, I'm nine eight, so. different potions or nine health potions? Nine health nine. potions. Oh, Jesus, how do you get more? Okay, again, renown. So when you are uh, like not in a dungeon on the main overworld, uh, yeah. if you pull up the map and yeah. hit, hit triangle, it will show you whatever your renown is in in general, and you can cycle in that town, and you can oh. and you can cycle through and see what it is in the various areas, and you can then see how it's got different bonuses you can get, character specific and account specific. Hey, I got the skill point I needed. There you go. Yeah, it gives you a couple extra skill points and things too. Uh, eight total, or no, ten, ten. To ten total, because there's five areas. So yeah, ten of those, twenty potential paragon points. Huh. 
So I've got it in, I, I had enough in Fractured Pete's to get a skill point. Uh, oh, cool. I'll look at that later on again. Okay. I'm, like, I'm just trying to complete the campaign. Then I, I figure, then I'll worry about, like, figuring shit out, so to speak. There's like they they really did some nice quality of life stuff for second second and beyond characters. Okay. Like the cool. the ability to completely skip the storyline with a second character and start with a mount. Oh. Yeah. Like I'm really enjoying the second character option because if seasons are going to be start a new character do whatever like. I'm much happier about that now than I was. But I haven't gotten to the point where I'm running around in a bunch of dungeons. I've just been, I've got one character to 50, and then I basically started another one. So dungeons absolutely are the way to progress uh, into end game. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what I'm doing now is to just run through dungeons to get them all checked off the list. Have you done the capstone yet? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I am only level 24 with my second character. Okay. Once I get that one to 50, I think, because I did a druid first, I think the uh, necromancer is going to be a little easier for dungeon running than the druid. It, it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it becomes easier. Uh, uh, I don't know if you were on for this earlier, but it, it becomes easier once you make it to the second paragon board. Okay. Yeah, I'm not even messing with Paragon stuff yet. I'm just trying to get this thing leveled, and then I know that it's unlocked, or maybe it, I don't know. Doesn't matter. I'm going to go back and look at that once this Necromancer's at 50, because I feel like if I'm going to have to run dungeons or solo, Necromancer's going to be a much better option. Druid is fun, but Druid against single targets kind of. Okay, yeah. Unlocking the enchantment slot is, uh, yeah, this is game changing. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, let me rephrase because I had it unlocked there for a few minutes. Unlocking it and putting Firebolt in it the way everybody says to do. Uh, yeah, that's 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 a big goddamn deal, man. Was it add a firebolt to every every other spell you cast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It everything sets everything on fire. So you set your ammunition to nuclear, and now you start casting spells. <laughs> yes, yes. Now all of my lightning spells, which are pretty good AOE, uh, just set everybody on fire. I dig Which, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. My 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 buddy at work was correct. Uh, this is this is so me. <laughs> yeah, like the part that sounds like it's gonna suck is when you get into the higher levels and you're trying to find equipment upgrades because 
not linear. Right. Uh, Everything well, you're doing is like, oh, good, I can run this a hundred times to try and get one skill point better on something. Not like, because there are people that were level 100 that were running around with level 70 gloves because they were still better than whatever had dropped in the 30 levels since. Yep. Uh, that... Which, not surprising. Well, there's also a matter of aspects. Right. Because not every aspect can be farmed uh, from dungeon completion. Some of them are just rare drops. So I... I've got multiple pieces of gear that are way below level because they've got very specific aspects on them. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, oh, this is a useful skill and I can't get extra points that are somewhere else. So, gotta use it. Oh no. I think we did a good job here. Did we? I think so. Yeah. Uh, let me get the, uh, I'll unfurl the banner and we'll just, we'll call this a mission accomplished. Okay. I mean, that would have been 10 minutes in, but you know. Well, I, that was also a callback because we are two fools rushing, uh, apparently military documentaries. Cause that's what we do now. Old people. Am I right? <laughs> here, here. I mean, I guess I haven't hit that stage of life. You kids be excellent to each other. In my defense, it wasn't the World War II that was uh, interesting me. It was the right the directors, you know, basically giving up lucrative careers and being at the top of their game to enlist in various armed forces and make movies for the government. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of bizarre. I'd like to see how many of them were not on like the McCarthy list later on because of that. Or if a bunch of them still were. Hmm. Wouldn't that's, surprise me if they would have been. That is, uh, that's a real thinker. Gives us something to contemplate between now and next week. Don't be assholes, everybody. Oh. Well, I thought you hung up already. No. Yeah. I thought we were already down. <laughs>